0: Hello and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast.
1: Happy Week 15. You are likely getting ready for your semifinals or first round of the playoffs. Best of luck. Hopefully... We can do our best to get you all the information you need for this week. We'll get you up to date on all the big injuries going on in fantasy right now. Michael Fabiano's got his big starts and sits. We'll go higher, or lower on a ton of studs. What we project for them point total-wise for Week 15, we'll have complete rankings at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. A 2014 look-ahead fantasy. Predator stops by and a special appearance by Turk Whoever that may be, I'm being told that's a very special guest we're getting later on in the show. It's the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Hello, fantasy fans. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Geico. Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano and Elliott Harrison. Remember, you can always submit your questions and get the latest fantasy news. Just follow us at NFL Fantasy. We start things off with the biggest news in fantasy football Redskins quarterback Robert Griffin III has been benched and shut down for the season by Mike Shanahan. Kirk Cousins will now be the Redskins starting quarterback. Rex Grossman is the backup. Shanahan says the decision, guys, is because Robert Griffin III took too many hits, want to keep him healthy go through an entire offseason so
2: whether or not you believe that what does this mean for Kirk Cousins can you start Kirk Cousins in fantasy Kirk Cousins is a sleeper now my friends he is an absolute sleeper with a great matchup in Atlanta Kirk Cousins has come in in the past and shown that he can put up some points there
3: Mr. Harrison he has but let's circle back here rg 3s taking more hits I just did a little quick math here he's getting less sacks per pass attempt He's running less times per game. He's not getting hit too much. He's not playing well. He's throwing off his back foot. He doesn't know what he's seeing out there half the time. He holds the ball too long. I only know this because he's my NFL network (laughs) starting quarterback in fantasy. I had to start 12 prior over him one week for crying out loud. I agree with Fabs. Kirk Cousins, I think, not a 20-point game in
1: Atlanta, but close to it. The waiting game continues in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers limited again in practice Wednesday. Mike McCarthy said, Well, we'll see what happens on Thursday. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Mike McCarthy. So, <laughs> if it is Matt Flynn, what Packers wideouts can you start? Jordy Nelson. Done. Yep. That's yep. it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Nobody else. Done. Yep. But it's a
3: great matchup. I Holy know.
2: How is it a great <laughs> matchup? If this was Aaron Rodgers, I would project him for like 50 fantasy points. <laughs> All right, it looks like Jay Cutler owners could see their quarterback in
1: action Sunday. Bears head coach Mark Tressman said he's optimistic Cutler will play Sunday. He's going to practice Wednesday, and on Thursday, Tressman's going to make that decision. So, helping fantasy owners, thank you,
2: Mark Tressman. Does it really matter? I mean, you're playing whoever starts with the Bears, aren't you? Josh McCown, boy, he, he's been just phenomenal. And keep in mind that the Cowboys' defense is awful. They're going to Cleveland this week. Yeah. This is a tougher matchup. This is a tougher matchup. So I'm not saying that you're starting McCown or Cutler guaranteed it's a must-start situation. But that being said, one of these two guys is going to be active in some fantasy leagues.
3: I'm not starting Cutler if I'm a fantasy owner. Would you start McCown? He hasn't played. I would consider starting McCown because you don't know what you're going to get with Cutler. McCown's been in there, and I honestly I don't understand the reasoning for Mark Trestman. Maybe he's trying to keep the Browns defensive coordinator guessing. But why would you start Cutler when he hasn't played on the road after McCown just lit up the Cowboys? Granted, its I mean, their defense isn't playing well, but he still had to make those throws. You know
1: what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport reporting. Broncos wideout West Welker will miss Thursday's game against the Chargers. Welker still recovering from his concussion.
2: So what does this mean for the rest of the Broncos' weapons? Well, you're going to see more targets going to Eric Decker, to Julius Thomas, Marius Thomas, and even Jacob Tamme, who lined up in the slot when Welker was injured yep. last week. Now, I don't know if I trust starting Jacob Tamme in the second week of the fantasy postseason, but that's the way that these targets are going to be distributed. I don't want to paraphrase you,
3: but I think what you're saying is, look, is if you're desperate for a tight end, plug Tamme in. We've got to kind of get rid of this whole tight end wide receiver thing. I mean, a lot of times these tight ends are lining, out at wide out,
1: lining up at wide out more often than they are at tight end anyway. In Minnesota, Vikings head coach Leslie Frazier said Wednesday running backs Adrian Peterson and Toby Gerhardt probably won't practice until Friday. Peterson's got a foot sprain, Gerhardt a hamstring injury. So, Elliot, if these guys don't go, Chuck Foreman is a terrific start this week.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is a tough one. But right now I think you have to wait on Toby Gerhardt. You just have to because it's too hard to start a third stringer in your playoff matchup right now. Lineups are too strong. That would be Matt
2: Asiata.
3: Is that why you handed me this note card? (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) because
1: it's really hard to pronounce his name. Look at what Toby Gerhardt's done in games where Adrian Peterson did not play or was limited. In six games, 500 yards rushing, 129 yards receiving, five touchdowns. He's averaging over 15 fantasy points per game since 2011. He's a very strong play. And
2: And Leslie Frazier said, look, I'm more optimistic about Gerhardt than I am Adrian Peterson. Just keep tabs on the news, because if Toby Gerhardt is going to be the starter for the Vikings... He becomes a legitimate flex starter, Jason, based on the numbers we just saw. Gar- Gerhardt can go in and do the job. He's not AD, but he can get the job done.
1: Yeah, if Adrian Peterson plays, you're not playing Gerhardt, but if he doesn't play, Gerhardt's a very good play. Good news for Rashad Jennings. Owners, the running back cleared to play against the Chiefs this weekend. Jennings suffered a concussion on Thanksgiving. He missed last weekend's game against the Jets. So now Marcel restepped stepped in, Elliot, had a pretty good game last week. What do you think?
3: I, I think Rasha- Rashad Jennings is a decent play, but right now I think that might be a committee based on Jennings being hurt. I would stay away from both.
1: All right, for more now, let's throw it over to Molly Karam and Marcus Grant, guys.
4: Jason, thank you so much. Molly Karam here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant at your service. And time now to take a look at the top player ads on NFL.com for Week 15. Who owners are grabbing over waivers? We see Charles Clay, Dennis Pitta, Shane Vereen, Toby Gerhardt, Julian Edelman, Roddy White, and more. Let's focus on Julian Edelman. He played all 82 snaps in his Sunday's win over the Browns. His role should just increase with Gronk out, right?
5: It definitely should increase with Rob Gronkowski out of action. Edelman, in the last three games, he's had 10 or more fantasy points. He's seen nine or more targets in those games. He's had 60 or more receiving yards, and you expect those numbers likely will go up with no more Rob Gronkowski. Beware, Shane Marine could jump in there and get some of those targets, some of those yards as well. But Edelman and Tom Brady seem to have gotten a rapport with each other right now.
4: Moving on, Charles Clay went toe-to-toe with Troy Palamalo and he won. The guy's been on fire. He
5: absolutely has been on fire. Charles Clay is seeing a lot of targets. He's become a really big part of that Dolphins offense. He's become a nice outlet for Ryan Tannehill. He's doing all sorts of things over the middle of the field. And the Patriots recently have struggled against tight ends. They've given up the second-most fantasy points per game to tight ends over the last month. Charles Clay sneaky good option this week
4: let's go to the other side of things the most drop players on nfl.com for week 15 in markets we want to know if uh, owners are pulling the plug too soon obviously rob gronkowski with the injury percy harvin banged up jordan reed delaney walker Jarrett boykin let's get into uh percy harvin though Dealing with injuries his entire career, continued soreness in his surgically repaired hip. Is he an option against the Giants?
5: I don't know that Percy Harvin is an option at all for the rest of the season. And I know it's frustrating for a lot of people. You either drafted him very late as a stash, you picked him up off the waiver wire trying to stash him. And to this point, he's had one target all season long. He has one catch for 17 yards. You don't know if he's going to play this week. Next week, he's got a really poor matchup. At some point, You just got to chalk it up to a lost season for Percy Harvin, and it's unfortunate for a lot of people who really had big hopes for him this year.
4: Marcus, break down the Harry Douglas situation, because he was once on the most added list, just two catches against Green Bay. Does he have value against Washington this week?
5: I think he does have value against the Redskins this week. You look at what he's done the last few weeks. It hasn't been very good, just one receiving touchdown in his last seven games. He has been a victim of Roddy White actually coming back to prominence for fantasy owners in recent weeks, but Washington's defense has been atrocious. All season long. You're not going to get the huge numbers out of Harry Douglas that you got earlier in the season. But I think you can get some decent production. Maybe he may be worth maybe a flex play this week.
4: Marcus Grant breaking it all down for us as always. Thank you kindly. Still to come, Nick Foles has had an epic fantasy run. But does he need to be on your bench this weekend? Find out when the fabulous one, Mr. Michael Fabiano, reveals all his starts and sits for week 15. And later, got a star player with a bad matchup this weekend? No worries. We'll tell you which players you can pick up and plug in to make sure that championship trophy finds its way to your fireplace mantle. Right? where it belongs. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam joined by Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison, who will be on that show. Time for a little TNF preview. Our final Thursday night game of the season. I'm a little sad, guys. It's going to be fun. I can tell you are too, but we have a, game. a great one. S- We're going you know, out with it. a bang. We've got the 6-7 and seven Chargers still in the wild card chase, taking on Peyton Manning in the 11-2 Broncos in an AFC West showdown. So let's start with your projections here for the Chargers. Pretty even to me. The one thing that jumps out to me, though, is, Elliot, you're a little higher on the rookie, Keenan Allen. We Touchdown. will get into that in just a moment. But, Fabs, let's start with Phillip Rivers. Are you expecting a shootout here?
2: You would think so. This is probably the most fantasy-relevant Thursday night game that we have had all season long. The Broncos have given up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Now, Rivers didn't have a good game statistic against them earlier in the year, but I still say, Elliot, he is a top-ten fantasy quarterback this week.
3: Yeah, and just one note, this is relevant all the way around. The Chargers are fighting for a playoff spot. Both these teams are going to be battling hard.
4: Elliot, let's move on here to Danny Woodhead, one of the most targeted running backs in the league.
3: Yeah, Danny Woodhead has had an outstanding season. And when he was signed over the spring, it didn't get a lot of headlines. About about as much, what, as like a Jim Klein saucer touchdown run? (laughs) Something like that. Nobody cared. Well, let me tell you something. He's on the field all the time for the San Diego Chargers. Ronnie Brown, No longer the third down back. And I know you might be a snob about playing Danny Woodhead and your all-important fantasy playoff game, but take a look at these numbers we're going to show you right here when he catches the football, because this is what makes him relevant in fantasy. 76 targets. Okay, and after you get past that, Molly, 65 catches, the 500-plus yards, the six receiving touchdowns, those are all first. Gio Bernard is second in touchdowns with three. And the other thing here is, He's getting thrown to 76 times, and he's caught 65 of them. Now, I realize a lot of them are short passes, but that's an 85% completion percentage. And the guy is money. He is a flex play. You play him. Very good hands.
4: Excellent production. And speaking of good production, Ryan Matthews, Fabs, coming off a season-high 17.9 fantasy points. Can he do that again against the Broncos? I don't know if
2: he's going for 17, but this guy has become a legitimate RB2. And I think I'm the curse of Ryan Matthews. No, you're not. Because over the last couple of years, I said he was going to have a good season and he did nothing. This year, I've been completely quiet about him, and look what he's doing. He's throwing it right in my face. He is suddenly now a guy you can start with at least some confidence. He's been more consistent over the last several weeks, and the Chargers are running the football more effectively. Yeah, he runs hard. He's always
3: ran hard. He's just not getting hurt when he runs hard. That's the good thing.
4: Elliot, Keenan Allen, one of the top rookie wide receivers in the NFL, and he's really been on a hot streak.
3: Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, I think a lot of people just are not noticing what he's doing. No one on the Broncos is going to be able to match up with this guy athletically. Look at him right there, just blowing past the coverage. He can jump. He catches the ball. He knows what he's doing out there. and You can't really consider him a rookie anymore. This is week Fifteen. He's like a second-year player at this point, and to get fabs, the Broncos are a
2: good matchup. Very good matchup. Keenan Allen's been one of the best finds in fantasy football this season.
4: Yeah, quite a surprise there. Let's take a look now at the other side of the matchup. Peyton Manning has thrown nine touchdowns in the last two weeks and 45 on the season. Let's take a look at your projections for Denver here. When I'm looking at this, you're you're pretty even on a couple, but, Elliot, you're much higher here on Eric Decker and...
3: Manning... Yeah, Manning's been and a Manning and Manning as well. Remember when you gave me that quizzical look back in August when I said yes. Manning's going to end up as a top scorer? and you thought I was, I was nuts? So like, mm. no, and he's you were been, right. He's been phenomenal. He's he has been very good.
4: He's been tremendous. Fabs. No, Sean Moreno had a huge day, um, helped get me knocked out of the fantasy playoffs. Can we expect another one?
2: He's been so good. He has been the Alfred Morris, basically, of 2013 because people didn't draft him very high if they drafted him at all, and he has been one of the best running backs in fantasy football. Now, with that being said, he is starting to lose some carries to Monte Ball. I think the Broncos are trying to preserve him a little bit for the postseason, but you start this guy week in and week out regardless of who he's playing
4: Ellie, I just want to mention again, of course, Wes Welker is out. So does this do more for Eric Decker and his value? Yeah,
3: When the Broncos were going in to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, Molly, they talked about getting Decker back going because he did have kind of a slow run in the middle of the season. Boy, did he get going. He had four touchdowns, and last week he was over 17 fantasy points. There's no way you don't start Eric Decker. He is a must-start He's gotten at least six targets every single home game, which means you're not going to have any goose
2: eggs. You start this guy with confidence.
4: And, Fabs, what does this also do for Julius Thomas's value, bumping it up as well?
2: More targets. Julius Thomas' value is just unreal. Another guy roof. who you picked up off the waiver wire who has been gold. He's got 11 yep. touchdowns, one of the top tight ends, not only in the league but in fantasy football. He's athletic, a guy who you're starting week in and week out, regardless of the matchup. The Broncos, they're probably the easiest team in the whole league to prognosticate, you start your guys and you watch the fantasy points roll in. Right, and it helps with the fact that they're at home. And the Chargers have the 28th-ranked pass defense in the league. These make
3: these guys are must-starts. There's no way you sit them.
4: This is going to be a fantastic game from both reality and fantasy yep, perspective. Yep. Really awesome. looking forward to it. Good stuff, guys. And for your nightcap, of course, just a reminder, make sure to set your DVRs and watch us 1 a.m. Eastern to get all the latest news and practice reports during our late edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Coming up on the show, it's playoff time, my friends, and that means any wrong decision you make with your lineup could be your last. No need to worry, though. Because up next, Michael Fabiano dishes out all his starts and sits for week 15. And how about some fantasy sleepers? I see you there, Dennis Pitta. Okay, still to come, we give you our list of the top ten players who will wake up this weekend and shake up your leagues. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
1: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. It's Wednesday. That means the big starts and sits for this week. But first,
2: Fabs, in a Sons of Anarchy fantasy league, you have Tara as a sit this week. A permanent sit. <laughs> and I'd be looking to trade Gemma as well. All right, well, let's yeah. look at the quarterbacks
1: now, Fabiana. We are full service here. Anything you need to know, we'll give you walking dead starts and sits as well when that show <laughs> comes back. Nick Foles, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, Alex Smith on this list. Fab, your
2: sleep alert. Ryan Tannehill. Before we get to Nick Foles, Tannehill's been pretty good the last three years. Very, very good. Had 19 fantasy points last week. And the New England Patriots just gave up 30 to Jason Campbell. It's a great matchup. I'm going to play Tannehill in the Celebrity League because RG3 has been benched. Nick
1: Foles, people still have questions about him, Fabs. He doesn't throw touchdowns. He still gets 20 fantasy points. He plays in
2: the snow, 20 fantasy points. I can't believe people still have questions. And last week in the first half of this game, you complained the whole time. He's Uh only got two passing yards. He's still only got two (laughs) passing yards. And he ended up with almost 20. He's got a great matchup this week against the Vikings. They've given up the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. And Smith No need to worry about the snow this week because the game's in a dome. Ben Roethlisberger, he's kind of been tough to figure out this season. Yeah, Roethlisberger has been up and down lately. He's been up, though. I just don't like this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. Roethlisberger has thrown for 280 passing yards or fewer in 15 straight games against Cincinnati, one touchdown pass or less in nine of his last 10 games against the Bengals. So, Big Ben's bad trend against the Bengals makes me want to sit him.
1: Yeah, and I can't see the Bengals coming up with another bad effort like they had last week against Andrew Luck and the Colts. They'll tighten things up this week. Let's go to the running backs now. Here's Fabs' big starts and sits. Yes on DeMarco Murray, Eddie Lacy, Shane Vereen, who's a high-end RB2 at worst right now. Giovanni Bernard, your sleeper, Andre Ellington at Tennessee. Ellington got back in the end zone last week, had a pretty good all around game. But DeMarco Murray, fabs, it's almost like people have turned the
2: page on him because he was so disappointing for so long, but he's been terrific. This is an Elliott Harrison special, and it's not because he looks like a guy from J. Crew today. It's because DeMarco Murray's best availability is what? Come on. His. Availability. That's right, his availability. Did I say that wrong? His best ability is his availability. That's what I'm trying to say. DeMarco Murray's got a great matchup against the Green Bay Packers this week. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks. And DeMarco has six rushing touchdowns in his last five games in the Jerry Dome start DeMarco Murray. And here's another Harrison Specialist. This video you're seeing right here shows he's been pretty good. (laughs) I like that. You know, Andre Brown is someone who you probably have to start, even if it's just a flex. Just keep in mind the Seahawks have been really good against running backs. They've allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to the position this season. And the Seahawks have not given up a rushing touchdown in six straight games. So kind of beware. Andre Brown this week. Now we told you about some wide receivers
1: earlier in the show. We talked about Wes Welker, who is someone who we know is not playing on Thursday night. How
2: do you think this affects the Broncos offense? Well, more targets to go around to a guy like Eric Decker, to Demarius Thomas, maybe even Jacob Tamme, and of course. Julius Thomas, Peyton Manning's the quarterback, so these guys are still going to be active regardless. Michael Fabiano starts and sits. Quarterell Patterson, sleeper
1: against Philadelphia. The best thing about him, if you squint your eyes and look at the TV, he looks like Randy Moss. Roddy White, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith. A little bit more on Decker Fabs, who people kind of turned the page on as
2: well earlier this year. Now you got to go back to him. You want to talk about a guy who's been a roller coaster. For a few weeks he won't do anything, and then the last two weeks, five receiving touchdowns he's been going off. This is a good matchup against the San Diego Chargers. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to, court, to running back, uh, wide receivers, excuse me, on the road this season. And Decker has a receiving touchdown in three of his last four games against San Diego.
1: And Mike Wallace has turned out to be a guy you can trust him as much as I can trust Gemma with a hot dog for Oh, man.
2: That was a good one. Did she ever even touch a utensil in Married with Children? And now she's doing that on Sons of Anarchy. But Mike Wallace has really got a tough matchup. The Patriots have not allowed a receiving touchdown in two of their last three games against the Dolphins. The last time Wallace played against New England, he had fewer than five fantasy points. Can't trust him, can't play him.
1: No, last week was the week. If it's against your old team and you're all sorts of motivated and you took me 19 yards. And he season, did nothing. Let's go to the tight ends. This is everybody agonizes over their tight end picks every single week. Tony Gonzalez is a yes. Dennis Pitta, Greg Olson, Delaney Walker. And now Charles Clay, who was catching deep passes last week, is a very good sleeper. Unbelievable. Look at his numbers over the last few weeks, Jason. He's been very productive. Is this a Tony Gonzalez recommendation because of Tony Gonzalez? Is because the Redskins are such a
2: mess they're mailing it in? Well, you know what? It's a combination of the two. And this is probably, what, his third-to-last game of his NFL career, a very illustrious career, Redskins have given up the six most fancy points of tight ends this season, and he also has a receiving touchdown in three straight games against Washington. It's in the Dome. I really like Tony Gonzalez this weekend, despite the fact that he's been somewhat inconsistent this season. One being tended for a tight end. If you can't do it against
1: the Arizona Cardinals, you can't do it against anybody else, hence sitting Jared Cook. Jared
2: Cook, you disappointed me. You were like juice, okay? <laughs> you have betrayed me. And I will not start you, especially this week, against the Saints. They've given up the seven-fewest fantasy points to tight ends this season. If you couldn't do it against Arizona, man, I just can't start you, as Jason said benching Jared Cook, he's been a huge disappointment for the most part this season. Let's get to the defenses now, and normally we like to recommend defenses you
1: can stream. Pick up off the waiver wire, put in your lineup to give you big fantasy points, but look at the matchups this week, Fabs. There's no good ones. You can say, I'm going to go out and get defense A and plug him into my lineup. The
2: Saints are kind of like that. The Lions are kind of like that, but you're right for the most part. The defense I like the most this week is the Carolina defense. They are going to be salty after being embarrassed last week in New Orleans. And guess who they're playing this week, Mr. Smith? How do you have no confidence in Geno Smith? I have no co- I have more confidence in Marcus Grant than I do in Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno's going to turn the ball over a bunch this week. Carolina is going to be aggressive, and this is going to be the highest-scoring defense in fantasy football in Week 15. If you have the Panthers... start them. And now you can go back to the Chiefs defense as well. The Chiefs were great. We told you to start them last week. They had a season-high 26 fantasy points. A good matchup against the Oakland Raiders who the Jets did well against last week in New Jersey. The Chiefs Back in the good graces of fantasy football. It's kind of like maybe Juice is going to be back in the good graces of Jacks. Oh, I don't know. When the season starts up again. I don't know, Fab. Could
1: I, be. I'm more confident in defenses who were bad last week that you can trust this week than I am Juice next season.
2: We'll see what happens. But uh, I like that haircut. You can kind of do that. If we get some tattoos on that. Sure, s- I'll do that for you. Yeah. Not bad. Still look come on NFL Fantasy Live. Fantasy is our name,
1: and projecting fantasy players' points is our game. We'll tell you if your favorite stars are going to score higher or lower in their projected fantasy points for Week 15. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
4: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam joined by Elliot Harrison and Marcus Grant. They're currently cheating off each other. Guys, we're we're on TV now. Put the notes away. The big story of the day is Robert Griffin will be inactive this weekend versus the Falcons, and Kirk Cousins will get the start. What's your thoughts on this uh, from a fantasy perspective?
5: Well, I think Kirk Cousins is an outstanding start. He's a guy who's motivated to perform. This is a chance maybe to audition for another job out of Washington. At the same time, he's going up against a Falcons defense that not only has been bad all year, but have nothing to play for at this
3: point yeah they don't and they have not been good on the back end but they make up for it by not being good in the front seven <laughs> so i, I like Kirk cousins i like him to get 17 18 points in atlanta
4: all right, remember, fantasy fans, you can always submit your questions by using fantasygenius at nfl.com genius. And, guys, one of the hottest names trending right now is one Tom Brady. Brady lost his best weapon, Rob Gronkowski, last week into a torn ACL and MCL terrible. He has had so many surgeries uh, this offseason and, and potentially this season now. So how do you feel about Brady down the stretch?
5: Well, I feel like Tom Brady is the guy he was at the beginning of the season, namely he— has been a middle-of-the-road quarterback from a fantasy perspective all year long, and I think he continues to be a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I think if there's anybody who trends up, it's maybe a guy like Julian Edelman who sees some more targets. But I think in terms of Brady, you know, there are guys who are going to be better. There are guys who are going to be worse. He's just kind of mediocre. Hey, he's a great player. I still think he's a good-looking man, but I don't like him (laughs) against the Miami Dolphins. Molly,
3: Dolphins not giving up a lot of scoring tosses at home. They've been playing very well since that whole locker room situation happened with them. They've really turned it on. I don't recommend starting Tom Brady this week. I'm with Marcus.
4: Takes one to no one, Elliot. Here's a look at Tom B's stats this season with and without Rob Gronkowski. And, guys, obviously, as you can see, all of Brady's numbers significantly better when Gronk is on the field. But it is time now, my favorite time of the week. For Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen, we're going to put 130 on the clock, and then we're going to what? Let it rip. But there as many fantasy genius questions submitted by you guys about week 15 as we can. I'm really challenging you again this week. Let's get through Let's all of them. Let's do this. Here we go. First question. Better start. Philip Rivers versus the Broncos or Andrew Luck versus the Texans?
5: I like Philip Rivers. He's been hot. The Broncos defense has been
3: vulnerable. I like your pocket square better than both of these guys. <laughs> nice move by you. But Andrew Luck always gets a rushing touchdown after they lose the game. He takes matters into his own hands. I'm taking Andrew
4: Luck. I like the beats in the background better than both of you. Better start Nick Foles versus the Vikings or Tom Brady against the Finns?
3: I think we answered that already. I, I, Nick Foles has got to be the better start. He's been hot. Vikings defense isn't very good. And Tom Brady has a tough matchup. Yeah, all of the above. Um, and I'm, I'm a little cut deep by that the moment.
4: No, don't be. Don't be sensitive. Better start <laughs> Le'Veon Bell versus the Bengals or Zach Stacy versus the Saints. Women don't like sensitive men. I feel uh, like
3: every time I hype up Le'Veon Bell, he gets 23 carries for 52 yards. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, so I'm going to go with Zach Stacey. I, I, Zach Stacy has been pretty consistent this year, and I like his matchup
5: better than Le'Veon Bell versus the Bengals. Yeah, I like Zach Stacy too, even though the matchup's not great. He seems to find a way to get in the end zone, and a lot of times that's all you need.
4: Let's go to the tight ends. Better start Jordan Cameron or Jason Witten? No.
0: Oh.
5: I am staying with Jason Witten. Jordan Cameron, it was nice to see him bounce back last week, but Jason Witten, he's a guy who does it every week. I'm playing our colleague in AM, Eric Davis, and I need Jason Witten. Touchdown. So, Jason Witten.
4: 30 seconds. Greg Olson or Kobe Fleener?
5: Kobe Fleener. I think Derrick Rogers and LeVon Brazil get a lot of attention. That opens things you up. You love for Kobe Fleener. You have like a fat head in your room there, Kobe. <laughs> Greg Olson, Jets have not been good against tight ends this season.
4: This next one is the last one. Better start Julian Edelman or Riley Cooper?
5: Julian Edelman. I think uh, I think Brady wow. tar- I think Brady targets him a lot this week. I don't think Tom Brady's going to have a good game, but I think Julian Edelman has a good game. Wow. All right. I'm going
3: Riley Cooper against the Vikings, catching a couple deep balls.
4: Excellent, gentlemen. Next week, better performance, though, a little faster? We'll have to step it up. Yeah. I love you both, though. I was just <laughs> kidding before. That was Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. Now for some Week 15 sleepers, let's throw it over to Adam Rink.
6: Hey everybody, Adam Rank here, and every Thursday I like to give you 11 sleepers, and I call them, I like to call, well, coincidentally, Rank's 11. You can check that out at NFL.com slash Rank's 11, but for you fine folks tuning in right now, let's give you a sneak peek. Here are 10 guys you can look and look. I'll be honest, I'm not trying to be a wiseacre, but whoever starts for the Chicago Bears is going to be a pretty good start at quarterback if you saw what they did to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night, and of course, tight ends are going to be a big position of need this week. Delaney Walker, if he's ready to go against the Arizona Cardinals, he is somebody you can plug and play into your lineup. But let's go back to the quarterback position. And my guy Ryan Tannehill, who has become one of the most consistent quarterbacks in fantasy football, as you see right there, at least 14 fantasy points in six consecutive games. And as a matter of fact, his fantasy points have increased in three consecutive games and I like the matchup against the Patriots who've allowed 12 touchdown passes in their last five games. Ryan Tannehill has done it on the road in New Jersey in Pittsburgh. This guy is somebody that you can count on. Let's move to wide receiver Cordero Patterson is coming off a season high of 20.7 fantasy points against the Ravens and his fantasy points have also increased for three consecutive games. He has been a guy who has been featured in this Vikings offense and as they start to go towards next season they're going to look to see what they have in patterson which means more targets for him so if you're in a need for a wide receiver go ahead and play patterson and finally the tight end position and we have to talk about dennis pitta who made his season debut against the vikings on sunday he had six receptions, excuse me six receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown in that game he had 11 targets the most of anybody on that team. And as we said in the preseason, Dennis Pitta is going to become the red zone option for that offense. And if you need a tight end, if you had Gronkowski and are now scrambling, Dennis Pitta, available on your waiver wire. Go ahead and pick him up. And that is it for this week for Ranks 11. Although, you think you need one more? You need one more? All right, I got one more for you, but you got to go to Thursday or wait till Thursday. Go to NFL.com slash Ranks 11, and I will have a super deep playoff defense for you you can check that out later on
4: adam rank thank you for that one more you are a wise anchor still to come we play our favorite game from sundays higher or lower and try to figure out exactly how many points some stars will have in week 15 and like many fantasy fans if you sadly missed your fantasy playoffs we've got your back we have our list of players you should be taking notes on for the rest of the season to get you ready for next year yeah we're going next year this is nfl fantasy live
1: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We've built this show on fantasy football, the official <laughs> fantasy show of the National Football League. Jason Smith here alongside Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano. And, guys, going to take a look at NFL.com's quarterback rankings now for Week 15. These are the cumulative rankings from all of our experts, Peyton Manning number one, Philip Rivers number five, and still
2: every week, guys, we get, do I start Phillip Rivers this week? Coming up, a very good game against the G-Men. I like him as a top-ten quarterback in Denver. Not on this list in the top
1: ten. You'd be surprised. Tom Brady. Let's see where he is. Number 11. I got him number six this week. Elliot, where do you have Brady?
3: Well, I just recommended earlier in the show that you don't start in him. I'm thinking about ten-team leagues, so 11th is fine for me. That's a tough matchup against the Dolphins on the road.
1: Kirk Cousins could have a big game against Atlanta. He jumps into the top 15, and really, between Josh
2: McCown and Jay Cutler, whoever plays for the Bears, you can start in fantasy. Boy, McCown, how good was he last week? Five touchdowns. He's really made an impact. Hard to bench that guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You wonder if he's peaked, though, if that was his that was his game. Big well, nationally television. 40 fantasy game. points is pretty good for him. He's only 34, Jason. I mean, <laughs> Come on. All right. All right, now we're going to
1: play a little higher or lower. Put a minute on the clock, and I'll throw out some fantasy point projections for the quarterbacks. You tell me if the guys are going to go higher or lower. I get first it. first one. You get it? I got it. I got it. Kirk Cousins, 16 fantasy points. I got 18. Do I have to that foul do that? Defense? No, no, you don't have to. Higher. Russell Wilson 17 against the Giants. Higher. Gonna get some rushing yards. He's gonna throw it to Giants. Hey, hey, a I, 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 a say, I say
3: push. No way. Push for Russell Wilson. Higher. Yeah.
1: I say push. Phillip Rivers 17 against the Broncos. Higher, but just. So yeah, just, like, just like
2: this a little seven yard in, just like just this side, like seven this, yard in. I agree with Harrison. A little bit higher. Matthew Stafford eighteen against the Ravens. Higher. He's at that, home. That to me is
3: a push. He's at home, but I think the Ravens defense is a little tougher than you think. Yeah, but there's no snow, so I think Stafford
1: will be fine. <laughs> Andy Dalton eighteen against the Steelers. No, nope. not at Heinz. Now on the road. Not against that opponent. Lower. Tony Romo twenty against the Packers. Barely. Lower, but barely lower. Higher. All right, so still higher. a good start, Tony Romo.
6: Yes. All right, Colin. I Papernick. hope so. <laughs> For the
1: sake of fantasy owners, he hasn't been that great the last No, weeks. he hasn't. Kaepernick, 20 against the Buccaneers. Lower.
2: Yeah, lower. That's a tough defense. All right, and Tom Brady, 22 against the Dolphins. Definitely lower. I am starting Tom Brady against Adam Rank. I hope it's higher, but it's going to be lower. 15.
1: All right, so there's the quarterbacks. Now we're going to look at the running back rankings right now on NFL.com. Jamal Charles, who has been number one for a while on this list, with Sean McCoy coming off a big
2: 200-yard day. Eddie Lacy's been a top-five guy. And here's Shane Vereen sneaking into the top ten, Fab. catch the ball The guy is like starting a wide receiver at running back. He's phenomenal. He will see even more targets now with Rob Gronkowski out. That's why I'm not as worried about Brady, because earlier in the year when Gronk was gone, he didn't have Vereen. Now he does.
1: Uh, let's take a look at 11 through 20. Le'Veon Bell right there. Every week we think he's going to have a breakout week. Had a bad one last week. This week possibly against Cincinnati. Andre Brown, Zach Stacey. Elliot, what about Toby Gerhardt? Toby Gerhardt I like. When he got. he's gotten starts,
3: he's produced last four starts. He averages 94 scrimmage yards. He has two touchdowns in those starts.
2: That averages out to about 12 fantasy points per game. That's not bad. Keep, uh, keep in mind, too, that we don't know the status of Reggie Bush. That's why Joy Bell's in the top 20 right now. Right. I like Joy Bell, by the way.
6: E- even when Reggie Bush goes, Joyke Bell gets a yes, lot of he's attention. Been good. It
2: happens. All
1: right, have another round of higher or lower, running yep. back-wise? All right, let's do it. Do I it. have a choice? I just. If you didn't want to do it, we could talk let's something else. Let's do it. Let's do all it. All right. I'm, I'm excited. All right, let's start with our guys here at the running back position. You tell me if the player is going to go higher or lower than the point total projected. First guy, C.J. Spiller, 10 against the Jaguars. Well, first of all, why don't you just throw a
3: coin up in the air? <laughs> I mean, with C.J. Spiller. But I'm
2: going to go higher, given the matchup. The, the Jaguars have allowed the fourth-fewest fancy points of running backs in the last four weeks. I'm going lower. Zach Stacy and Zach Stacy's mom, 11. I, I
1: don't think they're the going to play is, as well
5: this week. I
1: like it. I'm going higher than 11. All right, but you don't like Zach Stacy's mom. has got it going on. Jags' run defense hasn't been that good. Giovanni Bernard, 11 points. Lower. Against higher. Against front? Higher.
2: No
6: All right, Steven Jackson,
1: 11 against the Redskins. Lower. I'm going Push. Is
3: that even an option?
2: Yes. Go yeah. Ahead. Keep going. He's telling me exactly Let's how go. many
3: points. Alfred Morris, 12
1: fantasy points. Absolutely higher against that front seven. Higher. All right. Robbie Rainey, 12 against the Niners. Robbie Rainey. Bobby, Bobby Rainey. Rainey. Bobby Rainey.
3: <laughs> Rainey I'm against going the lower. I,
1: I'm, I'm going to go lower, but Robbie Bainey, I
5: actually like
1: <laughs> to get 25. This week. Well, what about Robbie Benson? Do you like him as well? Ben Tate, 14 against the Colts. I'm going to go higher. I say Ben Tate gets at least one touchdown in this game. I'm going higher. All right, there we go. Considering my malaprop mouth, my Ron Burgundy-esque, let's have some more on the wide receivers and tight ends. So we'll throw it over to Margaret Collins and Marvin Graves.
4: Don't be talking about anybody's mother. I see what you did there. Okay. Thank you, guys. Molly Caram here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. And, Marcus, let's take a look now at your wide receiver rankings for week 15. Calvin Johnson at Baltimore, number one. Josh Gordon, he's been having a tremendous season against Chicago at two. A.J. Green, number three. And moving on, let's take a look at 11 through 20 here. Keenan Allen, the rookie at 11. One that jumps out to me a little bit, Rod Streeter, 15. Yeah,
5: yeah Rod Streeter's guy who, you know, since Matt McGloin has been on the field, he's been fantastic, and, you know, you just find quarterbacks and receivers that that pair well together and those two seem to have found a rapport with each other
4: yeah he had about 19 points last week all right let's get into AJ Green though he was targeted team high eight times and led the Bengals in catches and yards on Sunday this week he gets the Steelers D
5: I feel like we don't talk about AJ Green enough I mean he has been a top flight fantasy receiver for as long as he's been in the National Football League and he's really started to pick things up lately he's had a touchdown in three of his last four games he's played well in his career at Pittsburgh. They are going up against the Steelers this week, and I just feel like this is the time for A.J. Green to really step things up. Andy Dalton is locking in on his primary guy, and I think you can really count on A.J. Green to give you that elite-level fantasy production that you were looking for when you drafted him.
4: Marcus, Torrey Smith had only one reception Sunday. This week he gets the Lions secondary. What can we expect here?
5: I think Torrey Smith has a big week this week. It might not be so great for Joe Flacco going up against that Lions pass rush, but I think when he's able to get the ball out and get it out in rhythm, he will find Torrey Smith. The Lions have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. And Torrey Smith has shown that he can go up, he can make tough catches, he can make catches in traffic. He really has stepped up as the number one receiver that the Ravens thought he would be when Anquan Bolden left.
4: And we'll want to bounce back game after last week of course all right Marcus the tight end position a little tricky all season long let's take a look at your rankings here for this Jimmy Graham obviously number one at St. Louis Vernon Davis taking on Tampa Bay Julius Thomas in number three we'll see him on Thursday night football Charles Clay yeah. at number five. We'll talk about him in just a minute, but I want to focus on Kobe Fleener. He's failed to top 55 yards receiving in any of the past three games, but it's the Texans this week.
5: It is the Texans this week. I think more than anything, the Texans may spend a little extra trying to slow down Derek Rogers and Lavon Brazil, two guys who stepped up kind of out of nowhere last week and performed well, and I think that leaves things open for Kobe Fleener across the middle. We saw earlier he was getting a lot of those targets when Reggie Wayne went down, and I think this is the week that Andrew Luck goes back to his old college buddy.
4: Let's move on here to the black unicorn, Martellus Bennett. <laughs> we know there's a lot of passing options in this offense, but how do you like him against the Browns?
5: Black unicorn or kung fu astronaut. Either way, this guy has fantastic Both names. tremendous. Outstanding nicknames. I think Martellus Bennett is more of a sleeper this week. The Browns are so-so when it comes to stopping the passing game. There's nothing... That you expressly like, but the way the Bears spread the football around, I think that makes Martinez Bell, like I said, a nice sleeper option.
4: Marcus Grant, always dropping the knowledge. Thank you for keeping America informed. Yes, you do. Still to come, in a jam for Week 15, have some injured stars on your team. Are you just plain stumped about what to do? We're here to help with our spot starts of the week. And if you're like me and you missed your fantasy playoffs, that means your 2014 season begins right now. And we have the players that need to be on your fantasy radar the rest of 2013. NFL Fantasy Live, back after this.
1: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. Time now for our spot starts of the week. These are guys you can plug in in case one of your players injured or you're in a matchup bind, and the first guy on this list is Matt Ryan.
3: Yeah, I like Matt Ryan a lot this week. I like the fact that he's facing the Washington Redskins who have been struggling on defense. They can't stop anybody, and I I just think he's a great start.
2: Hey, wait, that's Fantasy Predator. Oh, and I can translate He's saying he thinks Matt Ryan's going to have right around 18 fantasy points in this contest, and that even though he hasn't been that great in the last few weeks, he still has a lot of confidence in him against Washington.
1: Wow, Fabs, you are the predator whisperer. You see that? That was terrific. So if there's
2: ever an attack of predators, yes. I'll know about it beforehand. And you'll be safe, because you're the only one that can talk. I'll tell you guys, too. What right about Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. I like Ryan Tannehill quite a bit, and this is a kid who has 14-plus fantasy points in each of his last six games, had 19 last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the snow. He's got a great matchup this week against the Patriots. They've allowed the third-most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. They gave up 30 to Jason Campbell last week. And I'm starting Ryan Tannehill in the celebrity because... RG3 was my starting And the whole team's playing better.
1: Yeah, and they they available are. in about 90% of leagues, Ryan Tannehill. How about Andre Ellington? He
2: finally got in the end zone again last week. And a very, very favorable matchup this week. The yep. Titans, they've given up the third most famous points to running backs on their home field and eight rushing touchdowns in their last three home games. Andre Ellington is a nice flex start this
3: week. I agree with you. I think
1: Andre Ellington is somebody you can plug in and play. Here's our Week 15 Spot Starts of the Week. Some more names you might need to plug in your lineup as you're in the semifinal week, likely in your fantasy playoffs. Toby Gerhardt, depending on his availability, could be a great play. Julian Edelman simply has become Tom Brady's guy. He's a great flex play. Now, a good amount of fans didn't make the fantasy playoffs or you got knocked out last week. But that doesn't mean the season's over. The quest to win next year's championship starts right now. So we're going to chat about some guys we're watching for the rest of the season who could fly up draft boards next year. And the first guy, Elliot, you had a bold statement about Josh Gordon. Uh, Well, I
3: mean, maybe it's bold. But to me, it's just a fact that if he keeps this up and I'm going to watch, and that's what we're talking about is watching the tail end of the season, then he's the number one wide receiver going in fantasy drafts next year over Calvin Johnson, period. Look at his numbers, okay? In 11 games, he's got 1,400 yards. Right? He's got eight touchdowns. What was the problem with Calvin Johnson last year? He got all those yards, but he wasn't getting you the touchdowns. And five look, touchdowns. And then look who's been throwing him the ball. It doesn't matter if it's Jason Campbell. Doesn't matter if it's Brandon Weeden. Doesn't matter if it's Turd Norton. He's making, he's getting <laughs> fantasy points. I mean, the guy has been a beast. If he keeps this up, there's no reason you shouldn't. In the last three games, he has 649 yards receiving. By the way, Tard Norton's a first-round pick
2: next season. <laughs> I thought rounder. you had him as a sit. No. All
1: terrible. right, how about RG3 now?
2: He's going to be sat down for the rest of the season going forward. What's his value? Well, on the bright side of this whole mess is that he's going to be rested. Yes. And he should be 100% next season. He'll be a full year-plus removed from major knee reconstruction. So I still say he can be a top-10 fantasy quarterback in 2014. So what if I said sixth round, guys? Oh, much later. He'll be the Matthew wow. Stafford of next year. He'll be like the So 10th later the sixth round. round, okay, yeah. Fabs. I'll take him in the sixth round all day long. Okay. That'll be part of my strategy. You just put it up. Okay. But he'll be available much later. Look at Matthew Stafford coming off a down year yep. last
1: year, it was tenth, eleventh sure. round. Yep. I think that's where he's gonna wind up going
2: already thinking about 2014
1: <laughs> all right how about giovanni bernard Fabs? it's been a kind of a push pull running back wise but he
2: clearly is the more talented player if i'm santa claus in fantasy football giovanni bernard is on my nice list i love this kid i love what he brings to the game the intangibles his field vision the fact that he can catch the ball out of his the field, field vision i've He's never heard got you say that well you got to be able to see the field uh well uh, too. no i understand hey what I
3: said earlier in the show about Keenan Allen. These guys aren't rookies anymore. This is week 15. The light
2: bulb comes on. I agree with you. you got to watch what Bernard's going to do. And if he becomes closer to a featured back over these next several weeks, I'll tell you something right now. This kid could be a first or second round pick in fantasy yep. drafts next season. You may think I'm a little bit crazy. I will take this kid. I love
1: it. I, I'm just glad you didn't say, if I'm Santa Claus, he's on my knee. I thought that's what you were going to say. with the Hey, look at <laughs> this guy
3: right here, Jason. Michael Crabtree. What happened last year when Kaepernick took over in Week 10? Crabtree became a stud. He became a stud. One of the highest-scoring players in fantasy football, irrespective of position. I want to see how many targets he gets at the end of the season because he's great running after the catch so he makes more out of his targets than other players. If he gets 10 targets per game, dude, Crabtree is going to be one of the top receivers in be fantasy. Yeah, but where are going to get him later.
2: This is a guy that you can get somewhere in like the middle rounds as a 2 or a 3 potentially who could be a 1, okay? So let's throw this out there. 5th round, would you take Michael Crabtree? Fifth round, that's about right where I would – I would see him going fifth or sixth round at this
1: point. I wouldn't take him fifth because I would think he's going to be later. I can get another guy and I can get him maybe in the
2: sixth or the seventh. Not if you're in a draft with these two guys.
1: (laughs) Well, obviously not with you two. uh, But, I mean, talk about
2: other people. I could do that. RG3 or Crabtree? Oh, man. Well, Crabtree will go first. But the wide receiver position is going to be deep. Deep in 2014. All right, that does
1: it for us. Join us tomorrow for the latest news and a full preview for the Chargers Broncos Thursday night football matchup. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,